Tandem Nomads, episode 59. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the weekly podcast show for expat partners. You will find here great inspiration and tips to build your portable career and thrive in your global nomadic life. I am your host, Emel Teregi. In this best of series, this week is Career Week. Pursuing a career while moving from a country to another is, in fact, one of the most difficult challenges for expat partners. And it is also one of the main topics of Tandem Nomads. So I have to say that it was very difficult for me to pick just four extracts from all the previous episodes that can be valuable to you. Because all the guests on Tatum Nomad shared some amazing, amazing inspiration regarding this topic. So if you haven't already, I really hope you will take the chance to listen to the past and future episodes on the regular basics, especially if you're looking for solutions to build your portable career. So for this episode, what I try to do is to select some of the factual points and advice that I think every expat partner should consider when uh, they feel lost with their career and they are working on building a portable career. So we are going to start with Marilyn Gardner. She's a clinical nurse liaison, a consultant and author of the book and the blog called Communication Across Boundaries. Her profile is really interesting as she managed to blend her nursing background with her multicultural background to create a career that is really, really unique. And actually what she does, she helps doctors and patients from different cultures communicate more efficiently. And right now she even works with refugees from Syria to help the refugee doctors who come to the U.S. to be able to adapt um, to the American culture in hospitals. So really interesting career path that she designed for herself. Here is the extract where you can um, hear some of her important insights on what it takes to go through that career transformation. I remember sitting in Cairo two weeks after my fourth child was born and I was so restless and I thought, here I have this gorgeous baby on my lap, and why am I restless? And it was about career, and I had mm. never, I never anticipated that. What would this look like? But I just began, you know, doing this every single day. I wanted to be. I've always loved writing, but I've never, ever thought of myself as a writer. I just knew I wanted to get better at it. And, and so sure enough, you know, when you put yourself into the daily discipline of everything, I think, I mean, I wish I'd do that around exercising, but I don't actually. <laughs> and you, you do grow in that. As I think about this whole conversation in tandem nomads, I think that sometimes as nomads, we're not aware of what we're developing Hmm. While, while we're developing it. Sometimes we think it has to have a price tag, it has to have a salary attached to it to be meaningful. And while I am incredibly grateful for my salary and it has helped put children through college, the, I do think that that is challenged when you're in expatriate communities. And I think that it needs to be challenged, that it... it that we can still be developing as people. Certainly, I did not start 
getting a, a good paycheck until well into you know my my career yeah but my career was still growing my my I, as a person, I was still growing. And so sometimes I think we have to kind of take a step back. And that's one thing I would probably really want to communicate to new expatriates is mm-hmm. be really aware of your surroundings, of how you're developing as a person in the midst of this. Marilyn has shared so much valuable advice in her interview that I had to divide it in two parts. So you can check these episodes on tandemnomads.com slash 47 and tandemnomads.com slash 48. Now, here is the extract with Asetila Kustinger. She is a consultant in business and international development. Asatila is what I want to call a real hustler, always looking to improve her skills and create opportunities wherever she goes. I think what she shares here in this extract and in her episode is so crucial to so many expat partners. She tells us about how she managed to fit in professionally in all these different environments, gain new skills, and develop her business one country after the other. So I started searching and searching and trying to find out what what is it necessary here, you know, um, and this even if I didn't speak the country language, I didn't know the country or uh, business environment here. So, so that'll do something new. So what is good that I, I always needed to do and I always wanted to do? And I saw it different. I saw this development uh, uh, field because I always wanted to do this. From uh, uh, I, I searched the companies uh, who are doing this and I called. Uh, actually, I called the first one and the first one took me. And um, it was never a matter of money. I just wanted to be. This was like an internship. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I totally loved and I learned so much. There were things I knew. It was nothing totally new for me, but they were like this practical uh, puzzle, missing puzzles, what mm-hmm. I had. So by being there every day, I, I, I found a lot of puzzles where they belong to. And it completed my whole framework on this. And I, I, I really liked it. But the other thing is... I couldn't take a contract uh, like a full-time contract, employment contract, because the kindergarten. So, and my because we were traveling so much, so there were a lot of things. It's not that um, uh, I was misused. I liked it. It was a both sides agreement. I totally learned. If I would have paid for this knowledge, I would have paid a couple of thousands euros because this is very high, uh, high, uh, high, um, very specific, specific expertise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so first of all, second, I was following. I would like to uh, to work, but I would like to follow my husband too. With traveling with him and going up and down because he had us. But so going back to Austria and having guests here, you know, and when you're an expat, you have a lot of guests. So if you are working to a nine to six job and you are the expat partner and you have everybody visiting and then everybody showing the museum and this and that and having a sick kid and uh, your husband traveling at the beginning, it's not very fair even to the uh, because you cannot do it. It's not working really that you can have a nine to six job. Mm-hmm. Oh. So no, I, uh, I, I while being expert spouse, uh, I found out it's not that I have um, the the formula, but I think keep searching for what you want. You know what do you want? Some of them, some I know a lot of uh, ladies they don't want to work or they don't, but they want to have something. So keep searching for what you want and believe it. I think it's, it should go through everybody's mind. If your expertise or your experience is not really needed in this new country, then try to improve yourself or get better follower course or a webinar or do self-study or 
I don't know, tailor made your offering to the new conditions. Be a chameleon. Check out the full version of Acetila's inspiring episode. And also really fun episode. She has such a fun personality. And to hear that, you will go to tandemnomads.com slash 27. And as I previously said, in this extract, I really want to share with you just in few minutes, some very practical tips that you can implement right away. So these two coming extract will do just that for you. I will start with Anna Sparks. She is a career coach for expat partners and she is specialized in helping you find your dream job by designing the most compelling and attractive resume. And here is just a little glimpse on all the powerful tips she shares with you to write the resume that will get you the job you want. So some people know I'm moving in six months. When I move to my next country or my next city or whatever, I'd really like to try to get into graphic design or whatever is the next field that they're looking to get into. Or I've been out of the workforce for a little while and I want to go back to what I was doing before. What I suggest doing is starting early to look at some of those job descriptions that are out there. What are people looking for? Find five or six or seven job announcements that you're not necessarily going to apply for, but are the kind of thing you would like to apply for in six months. Mm -hmm. And then look at what the, the skills that they're looking for, because then you have that six months to start building some of those skills that they're looking for if you don't already have them. Um, expat partners who are not working during a certain time or aren't, aren't able to work. Mm -hmm. So if you know, oh, over the next two years, I'm going to have a big gap in my professional experience because I'm deciding to stay at home with my kids until they're a particular age or I'm not allowed to work in whatever country that you're in, it's a great idea to do some of those online courses. Yes. Another great option is to volunteer. So that's a really good option also to get some very solid experience that you can put on your resume as professional experience. Yeah. That's another big mistake that I see people make is if they were a volunteer somewhere, they think, oh, that doesn't really count. But it does if you had a regular relationship with an organization where you volunteered. So let's say you volunteered every Monday doing bookkeeping for a particular organization. That's the kind of thing that you're going to want to put out under professional experience if it's relevant to the next job that you're trying to get. For example, when I was in Malawi, a lot of people volunteered at an orphanage, right? Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of things like playing with the kids or helping to cook meals. If your background is in childcare and you want to keep up your professional experience in childcare, that's great. Or if your background experience is in restaurant management or anything having to do with food preparation, really great. If your background is in finance, then you might go directly to the people at that orphanage and say, listen, this is my background. I'd love to give you an afternoon every week and teach you how to do your own bookkeeping or do your bookkeeping for you, right? So then that's the kind of thing that you put on your resume. You're still volunteering and providing a great service mm -hmm. to that orphanage and something that those kids need. They need the administration administration of the orphanage to be functioning properly. They need to make sure none of that money is lost. So you can make a contribution using your skill set also in a volunteer capacity. You know, as stay-at-home parents or as people who have really diverse experience, that brings something so important to employers. And we are the first ones who usually discount that. We're the ones that say, oh, my time as a stay-at-home mom didn't count. Or gosh, who would want to hire me? I've only worked for five different organizations in the last three years. Mm -hmm. But we need to decide what the, what the message is that we want to tell about our story. 
And so finding that confidence ourselves is the first step in being able to convey that to employers and having employers really see that as an advantage. So you want to clearly explain why you're the right person to hire because you have that kind of experience, not in spite of. Nomad Nation, if you haven't updated your resume for a while, which I know so many of us haven't and are in this situation, and if you are looking to apply for a position, you absolutely have to check out the, fervor, the full version of this episode on tandemnomads.com slash 24. And... Once you have your resume ready, you probably will have to go out there and network to find the people who will help you know more about the available positions and maybe even get you a job. So to give you some tips on how to master at a networking event, I invited Stephanie Ward, a marketing coach. I can tell you that in my over 10 years Korea, I have never met such an amazing networker and connector as Stephanie. She managed to build amazing relationships all over the globe, even with people she has never met. And I really, really admire her for that. So in this extract, she shares with you how she does it. And the first question I ask her is um, how to answer the question uh, how to answer when people ask you, what do you do? A question that I know a lot of partners, a lot of expat partners struggle with when they are not stabilized in their career. And uh, here is the answer. It depends on what your situation is. If you are very clear about what it is that you are doing, if you started a business um, or if you have a job, you, you, then you're very clear about what it is you're doing. So you can be very straightforward and just say, I'm an accountant or whatever it is you do. But that's kind of boring and it's not very memorable. Mm -hmm. So it's better if you can think of it as um, telling more of a story so that you're able to communicate it in a way that people will remember. So, for example, let's say um, you're a life coach. Instead of saying, I'm a life coach, you could say, I help busy doctors find more time to spend with their families. And then go, oh, well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a life coach. I work with doctors. And so it's just, it's more um, that you're, you're describing the situation that people find themselves in. Yeah. So that's, that's if you're very clear about it. And if you're not very clear about what it is, you're just trying to find your way or you're in between jobs, um, you can always answer the question in a kind of indirect way. So if someone just flat out asks you what you do, you could say, well, I'm really excited about this thing that I'm working on right now, whatever that might be. And that's based on a question I got from Liz Gilbert, the author of Big Magic. Mm -hmm. And she said, instead of asking people what they do, so this is the other side, the question, the person asking the question is to say, what are you most excited about right now in your life? Mm -hmm. And that just opens up the opportunity, you know, for such a much more interesting conversation, a deep, rich, interesting conversation than just a short answer of this is what I do. Thinking about is that it's not only for the person that you're speaking with, it's also for potential referrals. So perhaps that person themselves, they, they are not a person who could use your services, but they might know someone. And that's when that memorable um, factor comes in. Yeah. I always tell people to look at your who and your what. So who it is you serve and what problem you solve for them. And again, what we already said, it has to be memorable. So don't be boring. Mm -hmm. Make it something that people can connect to. And, you know, it's not against the rules to ask a question before you answer that. 
especially this is especially um, helpful for introverts who aren't so excited about networking is instead of trying to be interesting, ing, try to be interested, ed. It's much easier. All you just to do is just listen, ask a lot of questions, and my key phrase for that is tell me more about. So if you ever get stuck or the conversation seems to be slowing down, say, well, tell me more about that trip that you took or tell me more about how you got that job. What are they interested in? What is their problem that they might have? Listening makes you an excellent networker. And people also will remember you, which is the point, again, about being memorable with your answer. And maybe it's not the most important or relevant thing to them to know what you do. Maybe you can actually give a referral and say, oh, that's interesting that you're doing that because Susan over there, I, I know her, I can introduce you, could totally help you with this problem. And now you've just connected people. Super powerful tips, right? So check out the full version of this episode with even more insights from Stephanie on tandemnomads.com slash 34. So get ready for next week as we will continue to talk about portable careers, but more on a entrepreneurial aspect we will figure out together what does it take to build a portable business so stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities